Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. I'm being very sedate today. With Food Bites. It's not like you. I'm like I'm doing the, uh, you remember they used to do the commentary on the billiards on the snooker? Yeah, a bit like the old Eddie Charlton pot black. Yeah, whispering whispering whatever his name was. (laughs) And now we shall join Sarah Patterson for another episode of... Food bites. Well, that just sounds weird. We're going to throw our guest under the bus this week, and uh, then we're going to hit it with a train. Then we're going to sink her at sea. They're going to do it. Uh, what a what a talented lady we have on the program, and I don't mean you. Oh, Tanya Doko. Yes, uh, she is probably one of the uh, the most delightful, refreshing, and non diva ish non diva ish uh, musicians you're ever going to come across. Look up the word real, and there's a photo of Tanya next to it because that's exactly what she is. We cover yeah. everything, don't we? Yeah, we go from. Uh, her latest uh, single, Harder Now, which, which is uh, a labour really of love. Good. It's unreal. Talks about the music industry, about songwriting, you know, dipping her toe back in the water of, of, of singing again. But yep. then everything from uh, from menopause to her uh, to her love of um, a tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream after a bad gig. And answering the all-important <laughs> question, because she spent a lot of time in Stockholm of recent yes. years, what do they eat over there? <laughs> and you'll be amazed at the response that we get yes. from Tanya. Uh, now, the food poll's a little different too, because we're heading into the summer months. Going with some big melons. We're going with a cantaloupe. <laughs> you know, if oh. I said that, you know, and, and hang on, hang on, hang on. We're just, we're just backtracking there. If I'd have said that, I would fair income. I, my, I you would know. be you would be able to see me hanging from the slap, flagpole. You, which is a good thing that I did it. No, I would be at the f- top of the flagpole in the middle of uh, town square, yeah, whichever it, town, doesn't matter. Well, having said that, way. it's actually only, it's not melons, uh, plural. It's it's one melon. It's, it is the uh, the honeydew, the green one. And I, look, yeah. I'm going to have a, a former colleague in Rosie Walton from Triple M who had a massive aversion now she was actually to the, these things. Now, now, we know we've spoken to Sam Newman on this program yeah. and Sam cannot sit in a room with, fruit. with, with a plate of fruit mm. uh, or if someone's eating a banana. Sam has to get up and move away. No, Rosie used to do it to monitor when you often had a, a corporate platter which had honeydew, oh, melon and put, cantaloupe on it. The uh, the honeydew would often be the one that didn't get touched and, and Rosie would, uh, would take photos. And, and post them online. Actually, that's a really good point. Mm. It doesn't get touched. It's half a bit the like time. the orange slice biscuits yes. in the family assorted <laughs> packet. Yeah, the runt of the litter. So we put it's those whatever. up for the other uh, food poll this All week. All right. So, honey, Jim Melon, do you like them or not? We'll find out. But let's get to our very special guest. She's a ripper, uh, Tanya Doko. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. We want to congratulate you firstly on your new record because it's a ripper. Oh, you're very kind. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's taken me many, many, many years to have the courage to back myself this way. But, you know, it has been officially unleashed, which is a relief. Yeah, you say it has been a work in progress. The song is called Harder Now. And I, I believe the uh, the work on this uh, began uh, years ago, Tanya, when you were actually in living in Sweden. That's right. I, you know, we wrote this before the world shut down. And at the time, my producer well, he would become my producer, he challenged me in that, you know, okay, Tanya, you're of a certain age and you're writing songs for other people and other artists, but, you know, you might actually be better now as an artist. I was like, what are you talking about? That that, that can't be. You know, no, I'm a songwriter now. I don't do that anymore. And from that conversation came this need for 
for all of us, I think, you know, for a more urgent self-belief that perhaps we're, you know, we can be a bit self-deprecating or we're not as good as we used to be in our younger years or whatever. So I see you, I love you harder now. It's kind of like my my hug to the world in song form, but it, it's also it's also a note to self <laughs> in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, given that we've been through this this dreadful COVID experience, it, it kind of mm. takes on uh, extra and uh, and deeper meaning, doesn't it? It does. Like I said, it was it was written before the world shut down, but because the world did shut down, it felt like okay, I need to release this song, baby. Now I think it's it's quite apt. That even though we are through it, uh, we are changed forever and behaviour has changed forever. And maybe in some ways, because we are more self-aware and hopefully aware of each other, this is a, a poignant moment to keep that ball rolling and, and to keep reminding each other that, you know, I see you, I love you harder now. Was it a nice reminder for you of, you know, what a bloody great singer you actually are and what a great voice you have? Thank you. <laughs> well, it's still going. It's you know, it's 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 older now, <laughs> but it's and there's a little there's a lot more battle scars. I mean, literally broke my voice. Um, speaking of COVID, just after we were in Melbourne quarantine with my Swedish boys uh, arriving into Melbourne early 2021, and was rehearsing for a Fleetwood Mac show, and in the dry old air of hotel quarantine, I did break my voice. Oh. So, and then I, I did, I was operated on when I got out of quarantine and I recorded the EP that I'm about to release um, that same year. So, well, you know, you probably will hear the brokenness, but we went with it. We embraced it. And hence the name of the EP being The, the Beauties in the Broken and the name of the tour as well. Mm. Exactly. It all ties together in a mad kind of way that I guess I've, I've got to a point where I can't apologise for the brokenness. It's just there. I've become friends with it, <laughs> whether it's a broken voice or, you know, broken bits of one's personality, you know, just accepting who you are for all your foibles doesn't mean you can't improve. But I feel like, yeah, I, I just need to just put that out there and and show the vulnerabilities and, and hopefully people connect more with that, that part of themselves because they hear that in me. And Tanya, we've, um, we've mentioned that you, you spent a, a decade in Sweden. You have uh, Swedish boys. And mm. tell us about uh, how that came to be because Kevin and I, before we began speaking to you, Kevin said, Sweden. <laughs> he said, what do they eat in Sweden? <laughs> so we thought yeah. we'd ask you that too. They, they eat smelly fish. <laughs> I'd be right at home then. <laughs> the Ming, it's terrible. They eat a lot of fika, which means it's not a food per se, but it's, you know, like a cinnamon bun, a canel boule, a cinnamon bun. It's a very nice one. It's not like a creamy finger bun thing that we do in Australia. It's, it's, um, it's quite the delicacy, but. You see, you know, the bakeries are filled with them. And what else do they eat? Well, you know, there's always a Swedish meatball. Oh, with the sauce. Course, yes. of course. We can Not get those similar Ikea. to Ikea. <laughs> yes, you can. And they do a good job of them there. You do, they do a good job. But they eat, they eat, I feel like they eat quite a bit, but it's not, not necessarily carby, although they, they're potato land because, you know, not much grows in Sweden. 
because it's so cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they grow a lot of potatoes in the ground and there's mushrooms, not the fun kind, you know, just the but yes. basic vegetable kind. And there's a lot of berries because of all the forests, you know. You can pick berries for days. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. It is a bit like that. How did you, how did like you come it, to be yeah. in Sweden, um, Tanya? Well, what happened was sort of towards the end of 2010, and Bachelor Girl 1.0, if you like, it kind of we, we're still great mates and we're still working together, James and I. But at that time, we disbanded, and I was really wanting to get into the songwriting game for other artists and sort of catch the artist thing. For me, just found it very, I mean, self-promotional, <laughs> you know, and I needed to just have a break from myself. I wasn't uh, I wasn't partnered up. I was very much the bachelor girl. I didn't have a child. I was approaching 40. And I thought, you know what? I need to mix this up. And I'd heard all about Sweden and the songwriting hub of Stockholm. And I did a six-month jaunt around Europe and found my home away from home in Stockholm and then, you know, about 18 months later, I did meet my now husband and sealed the deal. I was never leaving, you know. And that's what happens to a lot of Aussies or anyone, any expat in Sweden. They've often met someone and stayed there because Swedes often say, why would you leave Australia to live in our cold climate? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I was there for the music and then I ended up staying for love. Oh, what a lovely story that is. Now, uh, uh, the show is called Food Bite, so let's get back in the kitchen. Are you any good in the yes. kitchen, Tanya? Look, I'm pretty good. I was a late starter, though, because my mother's Italian, guys, so she spoiled me. I was the third daughter, and by that stage, she was just over-teaching me. You know, it would be too messy. She's quite the clean freak, so I didn't really get the the, the, the focus from her, and she, ironically, she was in a Italian cooking teacher in high school. So, I mean, I just got the raw end there. But I found, I know, I found like later, like especially when I moved to Sweden and I had to really grow up, so to speak, as in fend for myself completely, I, I learned how to cook. And so I, I cook a lot of mum's, you know, basic, I mean, the, her pizzas and her amazing sauce. And, you know, a good chick, she loves a chicken schnitzel and that's not particularly Italian, but basic but very flavoursome. And then my husband's very, he's quite the foodie, he's quite the nerd. So, you know, we, we, get, we do pretty well, I think. <laughs> How have your um, eating habits changed over the years? Oh, well. <laughs> well, that's a, that's an invitation to talk about menopause. Oh, we please talk about do. That? Yeah, please do. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. Go yeah. right ahead because oh. I'm, I'm going through it as well. <laughs> With me. Are you? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay, so you're together? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Don't are, leave the room. We are then, for Karen. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just get through menopause and we'll check in again. <laughs> yeah, I know because my husband is uh, – yeah, he wants to kill me. Isn't well, it horrible? Think, Isn't it just the, oh, worst, really. the worst thing that no one can even um, warn you? No. About, no one tells you about how bad it is. No. And I think, you know, again, for me, the year we moved back from Sweden, I was going I was perimenopausal and then full power menopause. It was like a perfect storm up against Melbourne lockdowns mm. and, um, you know, Leo being homeschooled. I thought, oh, actually – 
having a nervous breakdown, but it was it turns out it was menopause. I, you know, I, I did have some hot flashes, but it was more I just didn't feel myself. So therefore, you know, potato chips on the couch watching Friends, <laughs> yep. eleven o'clock at night. I don't know if it was COVID or menopause or <laughs> what, but it was a storm of all of it. So I think now my my eating habits are different because I think because I'm a, a artist full time. There's a lot more adrenaline and performance, and it's. I just feel a little bit like I've got back to my whatever normal weight is. But, yeah, yeah it's very much to do with hormones, I think. A woman's eating habits is <laughs> very yeah. determined by that. Yeah, and everything you used to do to tackle the, the issues you had no longer work, right. I find. <laughs> right. It, yeah, and that's why we're all – well, we're all, but most of us of a certain age – there's, you know, it's a bit more on the hips and, oh, yeah, yeah you, you, could, you could just not, like, you could just eat like a pig in your 20s and it would just fall <laughs> yes. off you. Now what? It's not the same. But you know what? Again, I'm trying to just accept what goes. Like, I'm so over fighting that too. Like, okay, so, and, and also I've got to practice what I preach. If I see myself and love myself harder now, well, okay, then. Maybe we are better now that we're older. I would say I've got more more brains and more more understanding of people, even if I'm going through menopause, than I did at twenty four. Yeah. So I just don't wanna I don't wanna fight what is so any longer. Totally. <laughs> How how is that? How do you, that that kind of change in you uh, that that's going on uh, is is both physical and mental? Is that represented mm. in in the songs you're writing now, as opposed to the ones you were writing? In your 20s? Oh, completely, Kevin. Well, one of the songs on the EP is called Before I Break. (laughs) 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 To to love myself, you know, what it takes to be strong. That's literally the lyric. It's quite quite a dark song, but the lyric is, in a sense, uh, well, it's trying to be inspirational to the self. Then there's a song called No Sleep. <laughs> the more I think about it, it's a menopause record. <laughs> there you go, Kevin. <laughs> um, the other one is Where Do We Go Now? Which is, um, yeah, you know, questioning, questioning, like I was in the in between Sweden and Australia and questioning what what was next. But I think that's, that's also important to do that self reflection so you don't. And also a reflection for your family so that you don't become complacent. And then one day you go, oh, I'm very bored. I'm going to leave this marriage now. No. (laughs) Keep it it interesting. I hope you don't mind me just going back a little bit further, um, Tanya, because um, I think Mm. I was working at Fox FM at the time and um, and the thing that was on mm. the radio on constant rotation was was buses and trains. It was just, it was massive. Like a massive Sorry would be, about, sorry would be about an understatement. that. No. <laughs> we, oh, well, I mean, it, it was just so universally loved and played. Do you look back at those, what's your memory of those days basically? Oh, in so many ways I, I, I still am that person but we, we this, this was our first song out there. I mean, you couldn't hope for a better start. You wouldn't even the only the only thing that it, that could have been better was the Clive Davis in America, the legend A and R that signed Whitney and Jimi Hendrix. If he hadn't resigned two weeks after we put the record out with him, it might have gone off in America. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I think, oh, that's a damn shame. But 
in terms of Australia and Asia, Scandinavia, Europe, it just went gangbusters. So uh, my memory is truthfully a lot of gratitude because now being an, an artist in this landscape, now past that the time of you know the world shutting down, it's pretty tough because you're asking people to consume your records, you're asking them to come to your shows, and there's 80,000 songs uploaded to Spotify mm. a day, you know, with the little thing called the internet. <laughs> it's a lot of calls to action you're asking of people and we're, we're sort of inundated and you can't get the same attention. You've got to work at least 10 times harder. We went on Hey Hey Saturday. Uh, you know, when the song came out, no one knew what we looked like. And three million people saw us and it became a hit. And it was like that in in a sense that overnight, you can't, no TV show has that impact anymore. There's, I don't can't think of anything unless it's a really big show in the States, but not many people watch things live. It's very sort of, you know, fragmented. So my my the long-winded answer is heaps of gratitude that we had that start because we're still able to, tour the band on festivals and do that nostalgic thing with songs that we still believe in lyrically, everything like that. And that is, I don't take that for granted, not for one day. Do you still have a a, a good relationship with the song? Oh, I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I do. The truth is, Kevin, I do. The what's important for me is to keep making new music to balance that out because yeah. it's a bit like anything, you know, if you've, you've done some, something your whole life and not really tried anything else creatively or any other vocational, it's, well, you might get a little bored. Yeah. So I think I love them more because I've been writing for other artists on their projects and now my own project. So I go back to Bachelor Girl and think, ah, this is home. You know, this is, it's almost easy because all this other stuff is new and and you don't know how it's going to go and you you know you're more vulnerable. Whereas with Bachelor Girl, it's just the comfy shoes that I'll oh, I'll always love. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you a coffee girl? Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> I need my I need my third one for the day already. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah I'm Italian. I'm half Italian, so yes. Oh, so and are you a coffee? Like, do you like it a particular way? Would you call yourself a coffee snob? I like it harder now. No, I, I like it. I like it. I am a bit of a coffee snob. We've got a really great machine from Milano that my husband picked up in Sweden, and it's come all the way, you know, in a container and made it to to northern New South Wales now. So, yeah, I am a bit of a coffee coffee snob um, because. It's just a staple every day. I mean, it's at least three a day. Oh, that's so, yep. I mean, you know, maybe four if I haven't slept enough. <laughs> it, it is probably my my main uh, not so great vice, but you know, I could do worse, I suppose. Yep. Absolutely, depends what study you read of a week. Whether it's you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but most of the time it says it has benefits. I think. That's <laughs> true. Are you, are you guys? Are you are you guys obsessed with coffee oh, too? Oh yeah, yeah. But the difference is, Kevin won't have if if push comes to shove and instant's the only thing available. I no. will have it just no. for the caffeine hit, but Kevin no. will not. Oh, that's. You know what? I'm the same. So that makes me not so much a snob. I'm just a kind of a, a coffee whore. Can I say that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I just need the caffeine yet. Like yeah. it's, you know, either that or 
throw a bucket of ice over me so I can wake me up. Too. It's something. And you talked yeah. just a, a bit there about, uh, you know, times on the, the couch with a packet of chips. So do you have yeah. a savoury tooth or you got a sweet tooth as well? Oh, guys, I'm an absolute nutbag for ice cream. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah, it's, it's – and – there's, there's a great, um, I mean, you know, Northern New South Wales is a great one on our, you know, little village. And I don't know how I don't get one every day. I don't. I don't even get one once a week. <laughs> I mean, one scoop or two scoops is 10 bucks. When did that happen? Oh. What's going on with that? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's insanity. Anyway, uh, no, I am a bit of a sucker for the for the salty, uh, the, the, uh, the sweet, the ice cream. But I don't do cream and cakes and things like that. Definitely ice cream, and it's a it's a it's a, a hit afterwards, like after a gig, especially if I've had a bad gig. <laughs> it's my comfort food. <laughs> Just throw myself into a bucket of, you know, um, Ben and Jerry's. Really. So if you walk backstage and you see you in the corner curled up with a, a, a bucket <laughs> of Ben and Jerry, you don't ask how was the gig, Tanya. You know, Kevin, you know. It's, I'm also in the fetal position rocking back and forth. What about, Tanya, because I find personally um, I process alcohol differently than I uh, used to. Uh, do you do you, mm. like a, do you like a drink? I don't, and it's probably – no, I do, but because I'm so small, I'm barely five foot, one, one drink and I'm just – I want to have a lie down. Yes. <laughs> so what has to happen is I have to keep drinking and then I'll be drunk with two drinks. Mm. I do love a chili margarita vibe. If I can let the hairs down, I will. Uh, or I'll do like, a, now I'm going into the hard stuff, like a fireball. Oh. I love the shots of fireball. <laughs> so, no, I don't drink at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. No, I don't mind it, but I need to know that I don't need to sing. Because I'm, as you can hear, I'm a little on the on the husky side at the best time, and I just I feel like because I get tired with it, I'll just speak more in my voice as opposed to speaking up here, you know, like resonating well. Yeah. I get lazy, I speak on my throat, and that's not a good thing. But I'm not being lazy with you; I'm just being relaxed. Very good. <laughs> now, now, just back on the single again. Now, there's a little cameo, mm. there's a little cameo appearance on the on harder now. Yes, by the name of uh, good friend Tina Arena. She does a bit of a cameo in the second chorus and she insisted on singing. No, she didn't. We, we, <laughs> we're, actually, we're actually good friends. Uh, I've co-written her current album with her, Matthias Lindblom, who's her producer, and he's also my producer. So this all began in Stockholm, funnily enough, and we started making her album and then, we were, we, I'd already had mine in the works and just happened very organically. Why doesn't Tina do this kind of cameo um, on your song, which represents, you know, sisterhood and another sort of angle of the song, lifting each other up in tough times. So that's her making an appearance. Fabulous. That's great. <laughs> Usually just to finish up, Tanya, we um, like to ask our guests, do you have a – cooking tip or a kitchen tip that you would like to share? <laughs> oh, a cooking tip. Mm. That's a really good question. As the um, daughter of a, uh, you know, a high school uh, Italian teacher, you should, you should <laughs> just be, you should be backed up with them. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? I would say flavour, flavour, flavour. Like um, put, don't 
like, you know, people salt in the water, like with pasta, you actually have to, oh, you have to put quite a bit in. Really, it's almost like it needs to taste like the ocean. Did like, you know that? Yeah, like the Mediterranean, yes. Yeah, totally. And I used to always get that wrong. And I'd watch, I had to watch my mum, maybe, you know, 10 years ago, put the salt in the water that she does. And I went, Mum, that's like half the whole <laughs> container of salt. She goes, well, but it, it, you know, I know that it's a bit like, oh, scary, too much salt, but. Salt can be, you know, if it's a good quality salt, it can be a very good thing too. So if you want flavour, salt, garlic, use your herbs. You know, don't be all, you know, don't overcook. And now I'm throwing in six chips. Is that, is that too many Please things? Please do. No, that's good. You, you know, and also al dente with the pasta. You know, don't overcook it. But, you know, she says to herself as she tries to do 73 73 things as she's cooking a meal. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. That's fabulous. Tanya, it's great to have you back. It's great to hear you again. Harder Now is a terrific song and uh, all the best of luck with the, the beauties in the broken. Thank you. Appreciate that, guys. Great chat. Thank you. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. <laughs> All right, we've thrown her under a bus, yes. we've hit her by a train, and harder now, The uh, go just go to her website, simple as doing that, tanyadoko.com. Uh, you can have a look at the uh, video for the clip, and that's terrific, mm. and then the details of the, the touring dates, all that will all be up there in that uh, that new album that she's got Love coming it. out Such as well. Such a rich, EP. beautiful voice. Yeah, it's Good great to have voice. it back on she the She mentioned airwaves. it's a bit broken these days because of... But uh, we embrace the broken uh, now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And uh, no, she's still got a great voice. Speaking of embracing the broken... <laughs> the honey... Jew melons. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not saying the word melons. I'm not allowed to say that. Oh yes, you are, Kevin. Just you know, live a little. You can say it. Go All on. Right. Say, say big melons. Go on. <laughs> Go not, on. I'm not saying oh, it. Come on. No, because it'll finish up being a little clip somewhere. <laughs> it'll just be. Kevin Hillier said today. Uh, all right, let's get to the poll. All right, we'll start with Artie. He said, I have just had three days in a hotel where the entire fresh fruit plate was honeydew melon and nothing else. Yeah, not really. More from boredom than anything else he would eat it. Okay. Bart says, a yes for me. It's all part of the uh, traffic light bowl of melons. Okay. Cherie says, absolutely no way from me. I can't stand it, along with cantaloupe, which my parents call rock melon. I think if you're a Victorian, you call it cantaloupe. If you're from New South Wales or, or elsewhere, you call it yep. rock, rock melon. melon. Uh, Silvana says, it's a yes from me. Peter, yay for me. Re- Beck says, nope. All these melons are too watery for me. <laughs> it reminds me of Seinfeld when, um, <laughs> what's his name, Kramer says, these pretzels are making, making me, me thirsty. thirsty yeah. <laughs> these melons are too watery. <laughs> There's one you're going to have to explain to me in a minute because I don't get it. Candace Wyatt, uh, 10 News, says yay. Sean says a good HD melon beats an average SD watermelon. A good honeydew meets a honeydew. uh, What's an SD watermelon? What's an SD? An SD. Slightly damp? (laughs) Singularly dysfunctional? Soggy dominant. Yeah, I don't know. know. Just me says yay. Uh, Joylene says yay from me. Joe Gara, the good doctor, says yes. Stephen Quartermain isn't talking. He's just sending vomit emojis. No, that's a yawn emoji, Kevin. He's got a little hand over his mouth. Oh, I thought he was vomiting. (laughs) He might be. (laughs) He might be dry reaching. Uh, Old Croaky says nope. Uh, To go without is a better option. Okay. Angela Pippos says it's a hard no from me. They bring shame to the Mellon family. (laughs) That's a big call. Now, if I'd said that. (laughs) (laughs) Kerry says uh, a bit yay, so it's a a totes. 
No. So not totes, nay. So she's a bit either way, I think, is what oh, she's okay. saying. All right. Can't make up her mind. Mm. Uh, Muriel says yes. Sharon, yay from me. Caroline says the most boring insipid fruit. She punctuates that with full stops all the way through. She says the most and then boring a vomit, And insipid. then a vomit emoji. Fruit. No, that's not a vomit. Kevin. That's um. Aren't they all vomit emojis? That's a stern looking face. <laughs> is that what that is? No. I thought she was vomiting. No, the vomit emojis are. They've got green on their face, and oh. there's actual vomit coming out of okay. the mouth. Right. Yeah. None of which apply to the above. Lydia uh, says are wasted on me. Lydia says nay. Marilyn says nay. Nicole Gunn says in caps nay and lots of exclamation marks. Kathleen says a yay from me. Davin Nicholas, it is a yes for Davin. Karen says yay. Sue, it is a yay. Glenn says nay for me, Pat. And Rachel says nay. And the votes are in and here we go. Let's get the melon polling going on here. (laughs) Let's get the melon ball rolling. (laughs) Uh, The no vote, 40%. The yes vote, 60%. Oh, I thought it would be the other way around. I'm am- I was amazed when no, I people like them. That. I suppose there is a, refre- a refreshing sort of element not, to well, them. As I think I said in the post that I put up on on Twitter, um, uh, in in with all the other salad ingredients, and you know, uh, mm. it, it, it works well, but yep. on its own, no, mm. God, it no. makes a very pretty addition to a. a Bowl of balls, Looks doesn't good, it? Good melon colour. balls. You got yeah. a melon baller. You can ball your um, yeah, your colour. rock melon, your pink watermelon, and your yeah. green melon. Uh, the traffic lights of uh, of melons, right mm. there. Uh, Big melons. TanyaDoco.com is the website to go to. I've Check got a out lovely bunch of melons. Harder now. If I said that, yeah. check out Harder Now, the uh, the new single from Tanya, and also uh, mm-hmm. the tour coming soon, Beauty in the Broken, and also the EP. The uh, Beauty's or, in the Broken. Beauty's in the Broken. Exactly. Uh, and that's uh, Food Bites for another episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, and I see I stayed away from the melons. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.